from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Money Movers, I'm your host, Tanya Sam, and welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. She's the woman behind successful names in the music industry, ranging from artists like TLC, Usher, Akon, and Ashante. She's an award-winning music industry executive turned philanthropist, helping people through her nonprofit organization, Silence the Shame, that empowers and educates communities on mental health and wellness. Money Movers, please welcome to the podcast, Shanti Daz. Hi, Shanti. Hi, Tanya. How are you? I'm fantastic. So excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us. And I'm really excited to hear more about you and your story and journey through the music industry, entrepreneurship, all of the above. Awesome. Well, thanks for thinking of me and including me. It really is an honor to be on today. 
Well, you have made a long career in the music industry. You were incredibly well-respected and a very established executive and entrepreneur. Um, you know, I hate to name drop, but I will, girl. You've worked with everyone from Usher to Outkast, TLC. It's, it's pretty amazing and epic. Um, I want to start off by like understanding your journey and how you started in the music industry. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been such a wonderful journey. I am actually a, a native Atlantan which mm-hmm. I know we have a lot of people who've moved to Atlanta, but it's it's pretty cool to have grown up in this awesome city um, and to see it grow and change. And I probably got the music bug in the late 80s when I was in high school mm-hmm. and went on to Syracuse University, majored in television, radio, and film. I went to the SI Newhouse School of Communications at Syracuse University. I, at one time, I kind of thought I wanted to maybe do broadcast journalism or something like that, mm-hmm. but then Again, being in Atlanta, I caught the music bug because people, folks like L.A. Reid and Babyface were moving to town. And Yeah, that I was the town. That was the time, right? It really was. And I ended up securing an internship while I was at Syracuse. I came back home to Atlanta, worked for Capitol Records for two summers. And then upon graduation, I got an interview with L.A. Reid and the um, gentleman Scott Folks, who was helping to run LaFace Records, and the rest is history. I was hired in, I think, gosh, August of 1993, and I'm a first record I ever worked was Outcast Players Ball. And then I hit the road with Tony Braxton. Classic. Okay. And some Tony Braxton. Yes. Yeah, so that was really amazing and a dream come true for a young girl from the South. And I did that for eight years until we sold the company. And then I moved up to New York City. I followed L.A. Reid when he replaced Clive Davis at Arista Records. Then I moved over to Columbia Records, became vice president of marketing and senior vice president of marketing. And then eventually became- Oh, wow. These are big roles, Sean. Like vice president of marketing. I mean, you know, music is all about marketing. These are big roles. Thank you. It was it was really, again, a, a labor of love, a dream come true. And over the, the years, I had the opportunity to work with some incredible executives in entertainment as well as the artists. And then I ended up, my last stint was at Universal Motown Records under Sylvia Rohn, who we all know and love. Mm-hmm. And I'm executive vice president of um, marketing. And I think the title was vice president of <laughs> So yeah, it was an incredible journey. So I want to talk a little bit more about the jobs and the roles because you know we a lot of our listeners are from Atlanta and music is deep in Atlanta. It's it's a huge part of the industry and the culture. So what does it mean to you know lead marketing for the labels and stuff? Um, you know because I think oftentimes people hear these you know the words they're like okay you're in marketing you're in A and R you're in music but what did sort of your day to day life look like and what were sort of the goals within that role? Sure. So I think when I, well, I'll just start when I first, you know, was hired at LaFace Records. I was actually doing promotions and then I moved over into marketing. So from a promotions perspective, I was responsible for getting the music to the radio stations. And we're talking like before social media Mm -hmm. and all of that, when Terrestrial Radio was still a thing. And we would actually go up to the radio stations to get the music played. Also going into the clubs and taking 12 inches and getting, you know, DJs throughout the city to really support us and play our music. And I moved over to marketing probably in 19, I want to say 98. 
at LaFace and, and as a part of marketing, some of the day to day, I guess, tasks would be to you know be the liaison between the artist and the label. And so I, you know, a marketer is kind of looked at as like the cog of the wheel, right? You make everything mm-hmm. on the turn. So I would talk to the publicity department. I would talk to A and R, you know, you know, making sure that they have the schedules set for the artists and. From a publicity perspective, you know, aligning the release of the album and any promotional and marketing materials we needed, um, making sure that the photo shoot was scheduled, making sure that I bought advertising on radio or on TV. Um, so just really managing the schedules of the artists and and making sure that uh, all the assets that we needed to market and promote um, the artist was done and made. Also, sometimes it would entail just sitting in creative sessions with our graphic artist department and getting the thoughts of the artist and then coming up with cool campaigns and one-liners and that sort of thing. So a lot of the creative process, but then also, which I had to kind of learn, I didn't know initially that also marketing was managing the budgets of the artist. Right. Right. Like, right. Or an album, you know, are you going to have a $500,000 budget or a million dollar budget? And each department gets allocated X amount of dollars that you can actually spend. And then you got to go out there and sell the record so the company can recoup the money. And, you know, we see the profits from that. So I learned a lot about uh, the business side of it as I started kind of climbing the ladder of success and, and having to manage the, the budgets as well of the artists and their campaigns. Wow. Do you have any crazy stories or can you think back across your career and think of some of your most innovative marketing campaigns or projects that you worked on with artists? Um, well, one of the campaigns a lot of folks in music still talk about is, uh, so this is when the CD, the format, <laughs> we actually use CDs and they were really popular. <laughs> For those of you in the Money Moves audience who are listening that have not owned a CD, pay attention or maybe skip yeah, 15 so seconds. <laughs> a CD that we would put in the CD player and play the music. <laughs> and so I think, you know, one of the things that we tried to do in, in music was to create the hype, if you will, right? Or the anticipation mm-hmm. and the buildup of a, a new project or an album. And so we had this artist, Donnell Jones, who was signed to LaFace Records through uh, yeah, DJ. Yeah, I remember Donnell Jones, of course. So the the album, um, you know, there everyone in the company loved it. We believed in it. But we were like, you know, we need people to hear it before it comes out, right? So we can get the industry, meaning folks that worked in the music business, to start buzzing about it so mm-hmm. that once we take it to the market, that the consumers will be hyped on it as well. So I decided to make an album sampler. So we put oh. together um, A&R department and we created an album sampler and got some packaging put together. And I called it one for the car, one for the crib, meaning that <laughs> it was so good that I needed you listening to it while you're driving to work or in your car. And then oh. I needed you to take it out the house, take it out the car rather. I mean, so you wouldn't have to take it out of yep. the car. You should yep. want it. So it was, it really became like a big deal um, amongst the industry. And so every major record company, president, vice president, A&R, interns, everybody had copies of one for the car, one for the crib. And it became this whole thing and created a really big buzz and anticipation around the Donnell Jones project. So that was a lot of fun. 
I love that. One for the car, one for the crib. Y'all kids will not understand what it meant to have to move your CD out of the car and take it with you because everything is stored on your phone. So we are maybe dating ourselves, but I'm proud of it. And that's all good. And that sounds like a great campaign. Yeah, and of course, you know, it costs a little bit more to manufacture, you know, a a special uh, CD jacket that could hold Mm -hmm. two CDs. But I would say it was well worth the investment because it did just what we needed. It created um, a really incredible buzz in anticipation of the Donnell Jones album. And we went on to sell a lot of albums. It sure did. Sure did. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good. And I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. 
It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, with that illustrious career, what was it that propelled you to decide to make the move to leave the music industry and launch, go out on your own, um, pursue entrepreneurship and launch your own endeavors? Well, quite honestly, um, you know, this part of the story gets to be a little bit more serious. It wasn't always Mm -hmm. peaches and cream for me. Um, And a lot of people I've talked and shared, you know, uh, about my journey to folks in the past and and publicly Mm -hmm. on social media. I experienced, um, you know, anxiety and depression while I was working in the entertainment industry. I did go to therapy early on in the early 2000s, but I didn't really stick with it. And so as I started dealing with adversities in the workplace and not really having the tools that I needed uh, from a wellness perspective, it just really, I felt like the stress and anxiety was just continuing to build up. And it kind of all came to a head in 2009. I also lost a family member that year that I was really close to. My mother had developed Alzheimer's and I had developed a physical condition called cervical spinal stenosis, and it was a direct mm-hmm. result of stress. And so, you know, Tanya, I was like, this is it. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. It's not good for my health. I miss my family. It was just a lot of factors, I think. Yeah. Me making that really difficult decision. And I got to tell you, this was at a time where, again, I was EVP. I was making almost a half a million dollars a year. I mean... I just, you know, I, I, had, I had never paid for a cell phone probably in like 15 years, a cell phone bill. I mean, <laughs> I think just, you know, money came easy, but I worked really yes. hard. For it. I think I took a lot of that for granted. Yeah. And so yeah. I had a little bit of a nest egg when I um, walked away and I moved back home to Atlanta just to kind of figure things out and the, to be there for my family and to get my health and wellness under control. And so things were good for about the first few years. I ended up starting a live music event here in Atlanta called ATL Live on the Park, which mm-hmm. had a run and became one of the premier showcases for um, R&B music in the city. But I also continued to deal with um, different levels of stress. I did go through some financial setbacks. I'm not embarrassed to talk about it. Because when, you know, for anyone that's listening, if it's younger people or folks around our age who are thinking about transitioning careers, it's important to try to save and to not just make quick decisions. Um, And the other thing that I want to mention that's important is us, you know, living below or at or within our means, if you will. Within our means. Yes. And it's from New York. I didn't. I was still living, trying to live the life that I lived in New York, and it just wasn't smart. And so I went through that nest egg pretty quickly. And then I ended up consulting and, you know, starting my own consulting agency where I was helping to market, you know, some urban artists, uh, urban adult artists like Johnny Gill and um, Kelly Price and Life Jennings and other folks. And, you know, it it was good for a while, but that's the one thing about that type of entrepreneurship, you know, Things could be great for three or four months, but then you right. got to plan months when you know you don't have the projects. 
And that, and that, I think that's the hardest thing, you know, walking away from the corporate world, everyone always asks, um, you know, how do you do it? And you have to plan, you have to be intentional, you have to live below your means, because you just don't know Entrepre- entrepreneurship, going out on your own, it's, it's, it's hard, especially like you say, you came from a corporate background where lunches, dinners, you know, you had expense accounts that, that yes. doesn't exist. It doesn't. And I mean, gosh, I, I think I had an endless expense account, which mm-hmm. was fantastic over 20 years of that. And so, you know, things got tough for me. And then I ended up, um, one of my best friends took her own life in 2014. And then I came close to taking my own life in 2015. Nothing I'm embarrassed about. I'm not proud of it, but I'm also not embarrassed about it. And mm-hmm. so I got the help that I needed. And I ended up starting an organization called Silence to Shame. And, you know, our main mission is to empower and educate communities around mental health and wellness. We do a lot with underserved populations and communities. And so now I am the CEO and founder of Silence to Shame. So I do the day to day um, with the organization. But mainly my role is to go out and find partnerships for the organization to market the organization to bring, um, you know, really strategic and authentic collaborations to the table. Um, and I have a, an executive director who just kind of runs the programming and, and that part wow. of the day is the team. Shanti, first of all, I just want to stop you and say thank you because, you know, your candor, your honesty and your forthrightness with being able to talk about mental health and, you know, suicide in our community, it is I mean, it is life-saving for so many people because you talk about, you know, you've you've been doing this for a very long time and just being able to silence the shame and have people talk about it and reach out. It's really, I mean, it's saving lives. So thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It means a lot. Um, And, you know, I'll be lying if I said there weren't times, you know, we're looking at my peers and colleagues and, you know, they're still making millions of dollars in the industry Mm -hmm. and doing this. I feel like, you know, I'm a very spiritual person and I felt like, you know, God was giving me second chances on life mm-hmm. and opportunities. And, and even with my fa- finances, you know, like I said, I I had that nest egg for a while and then I had to figure out what was next. You know, I don't come from a wealthy family. I come from a so several people in my family are successful, but we worked really hard for it. So I had to figure out what mm-hmm. was next. So being able to grow the organization was important, finding grant opportunities, getting those unrestricted donations and funds. And, you know, now we have um, six full-time employees I'm excited and proud of. So we are growing every day. We're doing, um, we have partnerships with organizations like the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, We work with the NFL Players Association. We work with the AIDS Healthcare Foundation. Uh, We work with Janssen Neuroscience, NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, um, Department of Behavioral Health and developmental disabilities in Atlanta, Georgia, just some really good partnerships. And so I'm, I'm proud of that and looking forward to, to really growing the organization to where, you know, we have an annual budget of anywhere between five and 10 million, doubling the staff. Wow. Shanti, this is amazing growth. Yes. For the next five years. And then from a personal perspective, I just recently decided to rebrand my personal LLC. And so the name of it is Mibo, M-I-B-O, and that's for mind and body. And so Mm -hmm. it's going to focus on mind and body wellness. I'm starting my own podcast, the Mebo podcast. 
And I also am a public speaker. I get paid to speak all around the world now for major corporations. I do lunch and learns, fireside chats virtually and in person. I speak at colleges and universities. Again, just sharing my, my journey around wellness. And as you know, mental health has become yes a pillar in so many corporations and organizations, and it is a topic of interest and discussion. So you know, good, bad, or whatever. I'm in the right place at the right time right now, and grateful. You're in the right place at the right time to try to Even, increase you know, for myself again, right, and to build yeah. that nest back up. So it's an exciting time, you know. And I appreciate just your honesty with it because it was. Well, it yeah, is a certain, certain, it is a hard you, like, choice. It is, yeah. and I like nice things, and you know, I'm in certain social circles, but I. Look, I don't have a million dollars in the bank. I'm not embarrassed to say that. Like, I don't, I run in circles, but, you know, it is what it is. I, you know, went through things in life, but God gave me second chances. And, you know, I've worked really hard to help people in this journey. And now I'm focusing a little bit too on me, right? And, yep. and building it up because I still want to work in this space, but I do know that I need to create some other revenue streams for Shanti as mm-hmm, well. So mm-hmm. that I'll be able to, you know, do other things and, and fulfill some other dreams that I have in addition. And that's, that's what I also love about this. You know, we come from a place where oftentimes people just are always constantly keeping up with the Joneses. Okay, well, you know, I've got to be this. And, and, and they think that in order to get there, you've got to spend to get there. And so just, you know, this is real life for so many of us, you know, mm-hmm. but also being able to do that and take care of your mental health, like the combination of, of what we're talking about right now. Um, I'm just, you know, giving, sending out like healing vibes to any of our listeners right now, anyone in the audience that is, that is struggling. Um, and I think what Shanti does is let you know that there are resources out there. You are not alone. And, you know, I think especially as we've come out of COVID, the past couple of years with the social justice movements, like mental health and wellness has become, I think for so many of us, a lot struggled to really understand what they needed to do to make the right decisions for their own mental health. So just having these conversations, I think is so important as well. Yes, I agree a hundred percent. And I think it's important for us to, again, you know, be honest with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have to, you know, you don't have to tell all your business on social media, but you got to talk to somebody about it. You have to have authentic conversations with your close circle of friends that you trust and allow them to be there with you through the journey, right? To protect yep. your mental and your physical wellness, as well as your financial wellness, which is why, you know, I was grateful for you having me on Money Moves because people don't understand that when you get into situations where you feel financially strapped or you're not paying attention to your finances, that can also take a toll on your mental health. Oh, it's this that is right, and so that's why, like, I'm at a point now where, like, you know, when I was younger, you know how you do stupid stuff, like you use your rent money for a trip or go shopping. How <laughs> to say yes. I don't do that anymore? But I also realized <laughs> having multiple, you know, accounts, like checking accounts or saving yep. accounts. So now I, you know, I have an account that I pay my bills from. You know, I have a savings account. I also have a just a little small account that I put aside for travel because I like traveling and it's a part of my wellness, you know, plan and, and journey. And so you have to be able to budget, right? And and then yes. have, you know, itemize your expenses every month and figure out what you can save or what you need to spend. But none of it is worth, you know, dipping into, you know, your monthly, you know, money every month. That Your you monthly actually- needs bucket. Monthly. Exactly. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. Make sure you have those multiple accounts 
you know, make sure you're supporting Greenwood, right? Get opening up your account um, and having that as one of the. I love guests like this. You make you it know, so easy. Account. Um, it, it's important, and, and and that way you you know you're pouring back into yourself and you're pouring back into your community. Yes. Yes, that is so true. Speaking of pouring back into the community, can you talk about some of the resources Silence the Shame provides or, you know, some of the events? I want people to really be able to connect with your organization. Absolutely. Thank you. So if you visit us at www.silenceashame.com, you can learn all about Silence the Shame and what we offer. We do a lot of community conversations. So once a month, we'll pick a topic um, and have a community conversation. And we usually have licensed professional counselors on board or psychiatrists to talk about that. We also have a podcast um, with over, I want to say, 50 or 60 episodes. Our podcast has been around wow. 2017, we interview artists, musicians, uh, athletes, um, educators. Uh, we're just um, dropping one now talking about school counseling, right? And dealing with the wellness of the counselors and the needs of the community. And so we talk about a bunch of different things. Um, we're also having a suicide prevention summit that we're doing in Atlanta at the gathering spot on September 14th. So woo, that's woo, a gathering spot. Okay. Shout out to Ryan and TK and everyone over there. So we try to offer a lot of programming and content. Um, and we also do workplace wellness trainings um, with mm. companies wellness trainings. We have a lot of different things, um, you know, from an advocacy and education perspective to help, you know, the community. Now, we don't offer services, but we can connect you with those clinicians. Okay. This is incredible. Thank you so much for this. And last but not least, so what is next for you, Shanti? And where can we follow you on social as well as your organization, Silence the Shame? Absolutely. So as I mentioned, um, I'm really also on the side focusing on Mebo. M-I-B-O. I'm launching mm -hmm. um, wellness apparel tees that are going to be out later this month. I'm launching the Mebo podcast. You can catch me, you know, speaking at colleges upcoming this fall. I'm working on an HBCU tour um, that I'll be. Wow, that's going to be exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot in the works. And if you do need a speaker, check me out at shantidas.biz if you're interested in booking me. I also have a book out, Silencing My Shame, which talks about my wellness journey. You can follow me at shantidas.biz. Doss 404. And please also follow my personal brand at Mebo Global, M-I-B-O Global on Instagram. Mebo Global on Instagram, Shanti Dawes. It was such a pleasure having you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for all that you do for our community and for helping a lot of us obtain and talk about just wellness, being centered, um, really important messages and really grateful for your time today. Thank you. It was an honor. And I will say that when I got the request, I was really happy that you thought of me to have me on the show. I, I see you in passing and I see you at a lot of events in Atlanta. So continued success to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Money Movers, that is all the time we have for today, but make sure to follow Shanti on all her social media handles. And if we have helped you to make your money move, please make sure to let us know by sending us a like, sharing the knowledge and or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. 
For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilbur Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.